Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring and that's my fine wife, Beth, on this mm, tremendous, tremendous Thursday. Yes, indeed. And our Do Not Fear scripture of the day is from Joshua 8, 1. Joshua 8, 1. Hallelujah. And it says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Take the whole army with you and go up and attack the Ai. For I have delivered into your hands the king of Ai, his people, his city, and his land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On today's call, we're going to discuss seven things that we can expect from God. Mm. You know, we begin each day filled with supernatural expectation about the manifestation of God's presence, power, provision, protection, promotion, peace, and promises. As we were writing these words, something ignited in our spirits. We knew that God had given us seven things that we can expect to receive from Him. Hallelujah. Receive and enjoy. Number one, His presence. The best place for us to be is not maybe in a presidential suite of any four-star hotel or the Lincoln bedroom that's so famous at the White House or the luxury suite on a cruise ship sailing the Mediterranean Sea. Even all those places sound amazing and nice. The best place for a believer to be is in God's presence. Yes. Now, we're always in God's presence, but the fun and the privilege of being in his presence is the fact that we have access and that when we praise him and love on him, his presence can just fall on you. And that is something we don't need to take for granted. It is beyond awesome if you really think about it. Psalm 118.20, 118.20 in the New Living Translation says, These gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. Not only can we enter his presence, but he even tells us the best time to find him. You ready for this? Of course, Proverbs 8.17, 8.17. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. We need to start every morning, every morning. Before we even get out of bed, we need to say, Welcome, Holy Spirit. We, I know you're going to lead me through this whole day before my feet ever touch the floor. Not only are we to seek his presence in the early in the morning, but we're to do so with expectation. Yes. We preach this all the time. Psalm 5.3, 5.3, this in the New International Version. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. Wow. I love Powerful. that scripture. It is. Number two, peace. When Jesus left planet Earth, he gave us a powerful gift found in John 14, 27. 14, 27, which says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. See, the Lord will give us his strength and peace in the midst of every adversity. Psalm 29.11, 29.11. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Hallelujah. Philippians 4.7, 4.7, New Living Translation. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds 
as you live in Christ Jesus. Mm. Number three, protection. God gives us protection from all adversities beyond anything the world has ever seen. And you know what? It's absolutely free. Psalm 511, wow, 511 in the New Living Translation says, but let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Yes. Spread your protection over them, and those who love your name may rejoice in you. Not only does God offer us protection, but our enemies become his enemies. One Another one of our favorite scriptures, we haven't quoted this one in a while, Exodus 23.22. Exodus 23.22 in the Classic Amplified Bible. So great you can take it to the bank. But if you will indeed listen to and obey his voice, I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. That is what we call a home security system that's better than ATT, Brinks, or anybody else you can bring around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is right. Number four, promises. At least once a week, we're instructed to pause and remember the promises that God has made to us. Exodus 31, 16. 3116, the Living Bible. Work six days only. For the seventh day is a special day to remind you of my covenant, a weekly reminder forever of my promises to the people of Israel. But you don't have to wait till Sunday. That's it. God made certain promises to your spiritual forefathers. Promises he will never forget. That's right. And always honor. And we embrace them in our lives. No matter the adversity you face, God will never forget or forego the promises he made to your spiritual relatives. Mm. Deuteronomy 4.31, 4.31, Living Bible. For the Lord your God is merciful. He will not abandon you, nor destroy you, nor forget the promises that he made to your ancestors. Listen, it's important. Never get discouraged when you don't see the immediate manifestation of God's promises to you. Right. Because it says in Joshua 21.45, 21.45, New Living Translation, not a single one of the good promises the Lord has given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. It took them years to realize it because they were reluctant, stubborn, and well gave up on the Holy One of Israel many times. But notice that scripture says every one of the things God promised, he eventually brought about when he found willing vessels. Wow. Number five, power. We're about to speak a five-word sentence, the reality of which can change your life forever. Get it down in your spirit. God hasn't left you powerless. In Acts wow. 1, 8, 1 8, he says, You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you should become witnesses. And not just witnesses, powerful witnesses. You know, mm, that, is, that is so dynamic. God is on the throne. Jesus is at his right hand making intercession for us. And the Holy Spirit runs the earth through us. What kind of power are we putting for Jesus? The power Jesus promises when the Holy Spirit had come was in, it's called dunamis in the Greek. It's called enabling power. The Greek word means ability. So let's look at the verse again as we expand this paraphrase for you. You shall receive the ability after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be able to witness to me 
simultaneously in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world of the earth. We have power. We have the power. Yes, we do. Number six, promotion. Have you ever been promoted from one grade to the next in school? One level of accomplishment to the next in the boy or girl scouts? From one rank to a higher one in the military? Or from one position to a different one at your place of employment? Or from owning one store to opening another? We think promotion, if you, let me say it this way, if you think promotion was a result of your skills and your hard work, then we suggest you read, study, and meditate on Psalm 75, verse 6 in the Message Bible. One of my favorites. For promotion and power come from nowhere on earth, but only from God, who promotes one and opposes another. Let me tell you, I got to add in this, honey. You know, if you've not got a good situation in your workplace, have no fear. God is the one. You be faithful, and he will do things that will blow your mind, and I'm serious about that. No doubt about it. I have the experience. Go ahead, baby. Hallelujah. Your promotion comes from the Lord. That's right. He gives you the power and favor for advancement in every area, every single area of human endeavor. Think on that. Think on it. Number seven, provisions. When we give God our best, what is most precious to us, he will give us provisions above and beyond our wildest expectations. Yes. Even in the midst of dire situations or circumstances. You know, in Genesis 42 through 45, there's a story told about Joseph. You know me, if you know me well. It's one of my very favorite. And it's the second year of the famine and the warehouse in Egypt is full. And one day Joseph is out on the porch and he sees his brothers, the very ones who sold him into slavery. And he gives his brothers an audience. Joseph's brothers don't even realize who he is because he looks like an Egyptian, but he knows who they are. And the men seated at the banquet table that he invites them to have an opportunity to experience riches that are available even in a famine. So when the whole thing comes to a close at dinner that night, he gets them a few sacks of corn and they go home. Genesis 42, 25 says, Then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn and to restore every man's money into his sack and to give them provision for the way. And thus he did unto them. Did he unto them. You know, before his brothers left, Joseph put them on the spot, he knows their brother Benjamin is the most precious thing in his daddy's house, and he was not there. He makes them make certain they know that if they come back and they don't bring Benjamin, they won't be seeing him again. They'll be stuck in that line over with the thousands of others who want grain. They won't have privileged access to the supply sergeant of the world, who was Joseph. Just to be sure they understand, Joseph takes Simeon before them and keeps him in Egypt. Brothers go home distressed, but with food to take the pressure off the famine for a season. After a while, the food starts to run out and Jacob gives his son some money and said, go back and get some more food. <clears throat> and they say, dad, money's not gonna do it. We have to bring Benjamin also. So Jacob says, why did you tell him about <laughs> Benjamin, you blabbermouths? I'm just kidding. He says, why did you have him go 
what did you have to go tell him about Benjamin, you know, anyway? And they go, he didn't even, we didn't even tell him. He knew about Benjamin. He knew that he was precious in your life. Finally, they send Benjamin along with him. And through a series of circumstances, Joseph realizes how precious, that the precious is now entrusted to him. And as he reveals himself, they no longer go, go, go home with sacks of grain. They now carry wagon loads of grain. And everybody in Egypt is eating out of sacks, but they're eating out of wagon loads. When we give God our best, what's precious to us, when we stick it out through thick and thin, when it looks very thin, and God knows that we are releasing to him our faithfulness, the preciousness of who he is believing in him, then we will end up with wagon loads of blessing. He want, he, And it says in, even then the psalmist says, he tests them to see what was in their hearts, if they really believed him or not. When we show ourselves faithful to God, he will definitely show himself faithful to us. And, and here's something important. <laughs> yes. Today, you need to expect God's presence, power, provision, protection, promotion, peace, and promises. And we might even add potential and possibilities as well. That's it. Raise your level of expectation, expectation. and you will receive manifestation. That's it. Faithful, <laughs> faithful, faithful. Until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye. Yes.